Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime podcast, episode 22. The podcast where one of us can grow a beard and the other one, not so much. My name is Anthony. And I'm George. And today we're joined by my good friend, Paul, a.k.a. The Frugal Streamer. Welcome to the show, Paul. Yay. Hey, guys. Thanks. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on tonight. Oh, thank you for thank coming you. on, man. Thank you for coming on, Paul. We we, we appreciate you uh, joining us as our our first guest with like real solid technical knowledge on something um, <laughs> other than, well, I mean, well, we had vitriol, we had uh, uh, Ryan and he was, his, his expertise was in modding. So it's going to be really, really, really awesome to get uh, to pick your brain on information based off, you know, the programs that a lot of us streamers use that, but don't really like someone like me doesn't really know the the inner, inner workings and, and uh, nuances of, of this program other than I use it to record. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to y'all digging into my head. Just picking every tiny bit of morsel I can and just <laughs> gobbling it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into the housekeeping real quick. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please check out our daily news posted Monday through Friday and an occasional review posted on Saturdays if George and I are feeling saucy. Next up, if you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbirdsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 per month. Uh, you can cancel that at any time. And by doing that, you get certain perks with the Dad's Beards Nerds discords and just Dad's Beards Nerds in general. So think about it, check it out. Why not? Maybe you don't want to, maybe you do, who knows? Next up, find us on Twitter at Dad's Beards Nerds, Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast, um, also, we have a link to our Amazon Discord. <laughs> wait, amazing Discord. Uh, that, that link for our Discord is in our Twitter bio. So don't forget to check that out. We are b building an awesome community of people. We are over 50 strong now, which is freaking awesome. So uh, check us out over there as well. Then last but not least is twitch.tv slash dadsbeardsnerds. We have uh, officially hit affiliate on there. So we do plan to stream more. Um, it's just a matter of getting mine and George's uh, stream schedules kind of situated to figure out what days we want to do it. You know, with families and stuff, it does make it a little more difficult for uh, trying to, you know, put that in. Next up, find George on Twitter at ghioko and find me on Twitter at dadbodplays. Ghioko is G-H-I-O-C-O and you already know how to spell dadbodplays. So let's jump into uh, what we got going on here. Oh, oh crap. I missed something, George. I missed it. Yeah, George, you, you explain it. Okay. George, you hit it. You hit it. You okay, hit it. let me plug this real quick. So we've got a new little something that we're doing with the podcast. We're going to call it the DBN Indie Game of the Month giveaway. Um, this month, we're highlighting an amazing game we both love to pieces or cells, however you want to look at it. Uh, that's right. We're talking about Dead Cells, the amazing game yes. by the team over there at Motion Twin. And uh, if you want to win yourself a Steam copy of the game, you should totally join our Discord, where at the end of April, we'll be selecting a lucky member to win a copy of the game absolutely free. So, And the drawing will be on April 29th, so come on by. God, it's such a good game. It's so stupid good. I love so it. So stupid good. Love it. It's like the ultimate time killer for me. It's like it's like we said, it's one of those games that's uh, a palate cleanser. So just like come into the Discord if you don't want to be part of the Discord, then, then you can't win the game. But it's if if you don't want to come to Discord, do yourself a favor and buy Dead Cells because it's it's just so good. Paul, have you played Dead Cells? I 
have not. Oh man, definitely look into. It it's is great and it is fun. And, and the team who made it are like I say this all the time when I'm talking about Dead Cells, but it's kind of like it swayed me on on that game even more. Is that the team who made it are just like the nicest fucking people you'll ever meet. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They just re- they're releasing DLC here pretty quick for the game too, so that's super exciting. A whole nother level's being added, so awesome stuff. They're basically the Terraria now. They're the Terraria of 2019 with uh, releasing free content that adds to as opposed to just putting like cosmetic stuff in it. Shit, Terraria did like Terraria's was. It's crazy. They're always adding more to it. Like Terraria from the original game to now is just, like they're almost like different games. I love right, uh, I love games like that though. They just keep building on it. Yeah, they and for like it's it's one thing for free. Like if you have a a game that you love, like you'll you'll buy DLC regardless, you know. But then when there's a game you love and they're like, hey, here's all this DLC that literally like like increases the game by another fifty percent. Like it's about half half of the main game that we're adding to it, and you're just like, holy shit, that's free. Yep, right. can't can't beat it. So let's jump into this. You've got, um, me, you've got me googling it. That's smart. You're gonna love it. It's it's a great game. So let's jump into what we're playing. We're gonna start off with you, Paul. Paul, what have you been playing? Well, um, most recently I have been dedicated to the division because it's yes. awesome. Yes, yes, Paul. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking awesome. The division two has consumed my life, but I'll jump into that when I'm going to what I'm playing. Uh. Paul, but I feel you 100% there. Yeah, so I dug into the Anthem for a little bit and played that. Um, and I still I still have interest in it, um, but I'm waiting for them to come out with a little more content and fix some of the issues they have. And then, of course, um, you know, I'm a Battlefield guy, so I play, uh, play a lot of Battlefield. <laughs> and looking forward to the Firestorm here on the 25th. Yes, me too. Me too. Super excited about Firestorm. Been... I have been playing Apex Legends too, but I totally suck at that game, so I don't play it as much as <laughs> it, I probably should. It's okay. I'm I'm fucking terrible at it too, Paul. It's like as much as I try, I, I've only gotten one win and I'm like level thirty eight or something. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? Play a couple rounds. It is what it is. But yeah, I'm just absolute garbage at Apex. It's fun though. <laughs> yeah. It is a fun game and they did a good job and I like how they uh I like how they introduced it by total surprise. It just blew me away. And I was like, wow. And it's good because, uh, you know, Respawn deserves it. Oh, absolutely. They 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 have a raw deal the last couple games with Titanfall. Yeah, Yeah. with EA sending Titanfall 2 basically out to die and just takes us away from uh, Call of Duty World War 2. So they they 100% deserve that huge W. Yep, I agree. All right, George, what are you playing? Um, I recently uh, jumped back into Battlefield. Haven't played in a couple weeks since Apex had come out, so jumped back into it the other night with my brother. Um, really excited for Firestorm. Can't wait. Um, that trailer that dropped the other day got me all excited. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited for, for Firestorm coming out here in a few days, which will probably consume me, no pun intended. Um, because again, to reiterate my point earlier, I'm terrible at Battle Royales. <laughs> nonetheless i'm looking forward to it i'm hoping i have better luck though because it is a battlefield game so i think yeah i think you'll, you'll have a, a leg up knowing those systems very intimately and how they work and you know being part of that crew i think you'll <laughs> but i mean there are people though that they just are good at battle royales i don't get it but battlefield the whole battlefield series has always been 
a bit more different from your normal FPS. So I, I do have a feeling you'll have a leg up than, than just someone's pop, someone like me hopping in for the first time. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, after not playing for a few weeks and jumping back into it, it was just like kind of like riding a bike. You know, I was just like, oh, yeah. and off I go. Like, <laughs> just felt like home. Battlefield always and, has felt like home for me, though. At some point, did you try to slide? Yes, yes, several times. <laughs> Bit, my brother was playing with me, and he was laughing. He's just like, did you just try to slide? I was just like, yeah, did you see that? <laughs> so, Division, like, Division like 2 had me trying to try to... You, you do like me, and you try to jump off of a wall yeah, I, too high, and you I, realize, oh, I do take that. Yeah, I, I know. I said that in, during the stream the, the, the other night. I was just like, "Boys, uh, fall damage is on." I forgot about that, and uh, we're dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> fall damage is a theme in this one. Yes, yes, it is. But yeah, just uh, uh, Battlefield Five. What have you been playing, man? I've been playing, obviously Apex. Uh, we got that. We got that W on stream last night. With I went fucking four kills and like seven hundred damage. Oh, lucky me! Um, it's so crazy to watch uh, console Apex though when you're so used to playing PC. Oh my god, that PC Apex is so fast. Yeah, no, it's it's so unrelenting. It's so fast. I watch that. I watch like Doc and Shroud and Ninja, all those guys. You know what I want to see? Just like epic gameplay, and it's just so much faster than console. I'm just like, jeez, and it's fast on console. So to see it, it's almost like the console setting speed is at like a five and the PC setting speed is at like a 10. It just mm -hmm. feels like it's like another 50% higher than, than what the consoles have. And it's so unforgiving. Oh my goodness. I just, I wish, I definitely want to try it on PC. It's just my laptop can't really handle it. My laptop can handle a lot, but that would be pushing it to a point where I, I'm pretty sure it couldn't do it. But, uh. I definitely do want to try it on on PC sometime just to like I just want to feel that speed and just how just watch how horrible I am. <laughs> um it, well it, next... it's got to be better than your first experience with PUBG. That's that's all I'm saying. Oh my god, that first experience with PUBG is a that's one that's in my memory. I'll tell my grandchildren about that. <laughs> Everybody's grandkids uh, sit around. Uh Papa's got a little story to tell you about. <laughs> Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is my first day with PUBG. <laughs> just watch the horror on their faces. Got a story like that with that game. Like... Yeah, so Paul, to fill you in, we drop we drop into the lobby, and he's over at my place. It's the first time he's played it on PC. And uh, drops into the lobby, and there's just people screaming the N-word in, the, in, the, in the, the lobby. And it's just like, okay, and uh, yeah, this is PUBG. Um <laughs> Pay no attention to that, man. Uh, it was yeah. terrible. Um, my my favorite line was at the end when I said, my hand hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was complaining because he, he's not used to mouse and keyboard. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. I felt so lame when I said that. And you did. Your laugh, your laugh, too, was like, <laughs> you fucking pleb. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, obviously, uh, Apex. Apex is kind of in the regular rotation right now. And then... Uh, Paul, much like you, man, Division Two has has sucked my soul uh, out of my body and is uh, forcing me to play. Uh, it's just so good. It is it's just so, so beautiful, man, and so immersive. You just get into it, and you're like, "Holy crap!" It's I've been doing this for six. I, I'm just I'm just stoked that they they didn't try to reinvent the wheel. There's little things that they did change, like the uh, the attachments, weapon attachments. Uh, work in a different way this time which which is fine i i don't really find like a big deal with that um my only issue with that 
is if I'm going to gripe about anything is the fact that uh, for what you gain, you also lose. So there's an equivalent exchange there. So if you get, you know, 20% stability, you're losing 10% accuracy, where in the first game, the attachments on the weapons or the weapon, not weapon mods, but attachments, the way they worked was it was it's realistically its own item. And in this game, they're kind of more of a, I wouldn't even call them an item. They're just like a, a choice you can choose within the weapons. Uh, in the first game, they actually were like you were really out there grinding for better attachments to throw on your weapons to give you that, you know, 2% extra critical hit or whatever. It, I didn't feel like they took anything away. Uh, I like it because it makes you pay more attention to what you get. And sometimes just because something has a higher number or a higher, like I would say, power level or whatever, it doesn't mean it's necessarily the best thing for you. Definitely, definitely. Um, I like that aspect of it. I mean, like when I'm throwing uh, mods on my weapons now, I'm looking more for stability, especially on LMGs. Like I'll take a 10% accuracy cut if I get that stability. Cause I, I mean, I, without that stability, I'm going to be missing anyways. Cause my gun's going to be all over the place when I'm firing it. Um, so division two has taken up a ton of my gaming and then um, I'm still playing on mobile while, you know, at work and bored. The uh, Guild of Dungeoneering, man. It's a great little game on iOS. I'm pretty sure it's on Android as well. It's uh, it's just a fun game. I, d I recommend checking it out. It's like three bucks on the App Store. Uh, but it definitely, it gets my in-between time. Um, and that is, that's it. That's really all I'm playing. I'm, I'm excited for Firestorm as well because when we bought our Xbox One, uh, we bought the Battlefield 5 edition. So I have Battlefield 5 on our Xbox One. I just don't play the Xbox One. It's more my wife's. But um, I am super excited to hop in and get to try Firestorm because of that little caveat. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have been waiting for this game mode. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for it, and uh, I do I still feel like it should have been there, if not just after launch sooner. I think it would have done See, Battlefield Five a lot a lot more service that way. Um, but it well, has it. When they didn't put it in, I saw that more as fan service. I I know that there are people that wanted it, but I feel like. Battlefield 5 has never been like from all of like the very small pool of games I've played of Battlefield, but from watching like ads and seeing that community, it's never been about joining in on the same like fads as everyone else. I always saw like when Call of Duty came out, it's very much you're fucking a Rambo and you're running through and you're doing all this crazy stuff. And Battlefield was like, that's not us. We're, we're a, a, a team shooter uh, with, you know, a strong hints and like strategy, stuff like that. Uh, I never saw it. So when they were like, oh, we're not doing a battle royale yet. I was like, yeah, look at them telling everybody, fuck you. This is our game. We don't, we'll put it in when we want. But I do understand your frustration as well. And I do think that it did hurt them in the long run. Um, but I do like the fact that they were just like, we'll release this battle royale when we feel like releasing it. Well, and I think, I think part of it goes along with the fact that they're not using that, their whole premium model that they have in the past. Um, that, that, this content has been staggered and stretched out. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But um, just given the the general reception of Battlefield Five, if it were included sooner, I don't think it would have hurt them. <laughs> I think it would have definitely helped the game. But here's hoping, you know, it rebounds. I definitely think it's got some... It, it definitely has room to grow. Um, it's a great shooter at its base. It has its issues, just like, you know, any, any shooter, in my opinion. Um, but man, you know, coming from a playing a lot of Apex back to Battlefield, that code just feels a lot. The hit registration, and everything seems a lot better. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, it, it's just it's 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 such a great experience just jumping back in and playing playing it like I never left. It was, I'm it really was, excited to watch uh, you and Profit play it. 
yeah no i'm 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 excited to, to play and stream it um again you know here's hoping i have some better luck than i do in apex though because god ugh. i'm tired i'm tired of losing <laughs> but but yeah that that's a that's pretty much uh what i'm looking forward to firestorm can't wait so with that everyone i think we're going to take a short break and then we'll jump into the show topics tonight be right back Hi, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that saucy, uh, that saucy fun ad from Anchor. Uh, real fast, I want to thank Anchor for being our podcast uh, service of, uh, of choice where we distribute the podcast. But uh, that ad was an Anchor ad, which allows us to get ads and revenue and blah, 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 blah. I won't uh, bore you with the logistics. Next, let's hop into these topics with Paul. Uh, George, take the wheel of the ship, drive it into those rocks, and let's start some fucking chaos. <laughs> All right. Paul... First of all, once again, thank you, thank you for coming on the show again. But uh, yeah, what what inspired you to start creating content around video games and content creation? And uh, what platforms would you suggest utilizing to grow a brand or channel? All right, so let me take this in one chunk at a time here. So, content creation, um, you know, it's kind of this is going to sound very bad, but I'm I'm going to be truthful. So when I first initially started making Battlefield content, which I'm sorry about my keyboard there, but when I first started making uh, Battlefield content, it was because I was watching some of the uh, more popular Battlefield YouTubers doing their gameplay as they're doing commentary, and it was like a, they would cut out any time they were dying, or they wouldn't show any of the bad gameplay they would just do all the little cuts where they were killing five or six people at a time and then you know they before they ever died they'd switch to the next thing and i'm like you know i said i nobody ever posts anything that shows just their raw gameplay where they you know are either doing really good or they're doing really bad you know and i said uh i'm so i'm just gonna do that so i started posting battlefield videos and doing commentaries but i wouldn't ever do a lot of editing you know other than editing for the sake of brevity of the video to meet my commentary. And uh, so that was what initially got me into uh, making videos for Battlefield. And once um, I were I was able to do live streaming, um, I started to learn the hard way about how to stream. And it was basically trying to get people that were, that I felt had already been somewhat successful with streaming i try to get their help and i come to find out that they were not willing to help me at all um very little um help was there and you know for some of the people that i went to uh fortunately there was this guy um he doesn't stream anymore actually i don't even know if he games anymore but his name was uh i am apropos was his twitch name and he was kind of the guy that said okay here you know i'm going to show you what you know kind of give you the basics at least like the ins and outs yeah you know of yeah. like you know well this is the programs you use and stuff like that and uh you know he basically kind of told me okay try these settings here um but he didn't really tell me you know what they did but anyway so he was kind of the <laughs> computer guy explodes to, yeah <laughs> you know he, he was kind of the guy that said here you know this is kind of the basics this is where you want to start because you're brand new that sort of thing and you know him and then me going and just digging through the internet and kind of learning these things myself i'm like you know this shouldn't be this difficult for people um 
I said, you know, I should start doing some of these tutorials and teaching people how to set these programs up so that they don't have the same difficulty that I had when I was learning the stream. So that's when I started doing uh, videos on uh, voice meter, I think was the first video I ever really did. And, uh, and I was still making gaming content and it was all on the same YouTube channel and my gaming content was terrible. I mean, it really was. I mean, I didn't really uh, do a lot of editing. Uh, the commentary I thought was decent, my, but people just weren't interested in it. It wasn't doing that well. Come to find out, when I started doing these tutorials on like Voice Meter and uh, OBS Studio, or it was just OBS at the time, people, I was getting, you know, typically three to four times the amount of views, you know, and I, I you know, and I said, well, wow, you know, that's doing, I, I'm doing pretty good with that. So I'll do more. And so I started, uh, you know, building my channel on that content and I slowly started to you know, back off of the game gameplay content. And I guess it was, uh, well, it was a year ago, I decided that I was going to shift my channel strictly to doing tutorials for live streaming and recording content, audio, that sort of thing. And so that's when I stripped the... Um, the Punisher, uh, the WDA Punisher, whatever I was calling myself at that point. And I said, okay, I'm going to come up with a concept. Um, and it's actually, I, I should give credit to my wife because she's the one to actually come up with this one night. And I was telling her, I said, look, I really want to do a channel where I'm teaching people how to do live streaming, how to set up their, their systems for live streaming using free software and things that won't cost them a ton of money and they can get started and it's virtually um no investment other than time on their part and you know and i said i really need to come up with a name that describes that and she's was well, she says well why don't you come up with something and she finally said the frugal streamer and i'm like huh yeah i like that and so that's where the frugal streamer came from and since I shifted my channel, um, not to beat my own drum, but since I shifted my channel to purely streaming content and, you know, teaching people how to use OBS and Streamlabs OBS, um, and there's some other things we can talk about here in a little bit, I think will um, go with the second portion of what y'all asked me, but um, my channel went from where I went to, I hit 2,000 subscribers January or uh, December of 2017. Um, it took me about four years to get from zero to 2,000 there. And now I am at 7,700 and I'm gaining probably about 400 subscribers a month. Um, purely because I focused my content and... Um, and it was a niche that really wasn't being done a lot on YouTube. So, so, so anyway, so that's really, you know, that's really why, uh, that's where I'm doing my content and that's kind of what has fueled what I've been doing here lately. So question for you real fast. And it, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, the actual like content creation or what content is being made, but, when YouTube changed its, uh, I want to say their partner program or their affiliate program, whatever you, mm -hmm. you want to call it, 
Um, did that affect you in any way? Like, because I, I am, I'm seeing it. Yeah, you got your, you know, 7.6k subscribers. Um, I'm seeing on your videos, like you definitely have the pre the prerequisites for um, their their program when they skewed it differently. What was it? You have yeah. to have like a thousand minutes or something like that watched, or a yeah. thousand subscribers. Did that affect you in any way? No, because at that point I was already, I was probably, I was well over the the minimum requirement of what they were. Um, so no, it, I didn't lose my partnership when that happened. Thankfully I was, um, I think I was somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 1500 subscribers or something when that happened. Um, but my, a lot of my content was already getting enough views. I mean, at that point I had like two or three voice meter tutorials that were getting it to that point. It was like 30,000 views or something like that. So, I mean, the yeah. views were coming in then. So that was really the key was getting that, uh, view number up, which is really what YouTube concentrates on nowadays. Yeah. I'm not, I'm looking at, uh, you're basically top six here and like you're getting thousands and thousands of views, which is freaking awesome with the 77 K on your Streamlabs OBS improve your microphone sound. Yeah. So, oh, and so, that one's, that's a new video. That's a, that video has only been out for, I want to six or seven months now. It's not been a, a video that's been sitting out there for a while. That video right now is averaging about, um, a thousand views every 48 hours. So, which leads me to my next question. Um, like when you're, it looks like you're going what weekly or trying to go weekly or maybe like monthly, like on, on average, how, how many videos are you in a month and how long does it actually take you to make those, those videos? And I know a lot of this today was to kind of like pick your, your, your mind on the actual, like, uh, you know, OBS, like the in, in, in intricacies. But mm -hmm. I mean, as someone on YouTube who who obviously has their niche, they know what they're doing and they know what their audience wants. You know, what what's the creation process like and how many videos are you realistically making, like let's say per month? Uh, so I am trying to do one a week. So, um, and I typically do, Every now and then, um, if something comes up newsworthy that I think needs to be put out, um, I'll throw a video mm -hmm. together and, you know, typically, you know, it might be two a week at the most, but I'm trying not to burn myself out. Um, I don't want to get to the point where I'm so burned out with, uh, doing videos that I don't want, that I don't feel inspired to, to build more tutorials. Uh, so yeah, so one a week is my goal and, um, what was, let's say you asked me, uh, Oh, what's the, uh, like the, the creation process? Like how long does it take oh, yeah. you in general? Well, no. So, so, so that's, I don't feel like that's a super, super fair, um, question. How long does it take you to do one of your like, like lower end, like time wise videos? Cause I am seeing okay. you've got, you've got a 45 minute video here, which I'm sure was, what was quite the process compared to yeah. a, you know, nine minute video. Yeah. So something that I'm going to just kind of throw together that, uh, newsworthy, maybe, Probably about two hours, I would say. It usually takes me to lay down a because one thing, one thing that does not that a lot of people do that I do not do is I do not write commentaries when yeah. I'm doing my videos. It is straight out of my head. It is ad lib. I do it. I don't. I don't write a commentary. I might do a talking points, you know, real yeah. quick, just something to hit so that I can kind of stay on track. But I'm not going to sit there and write a 3,000-word commentary and then record it off the commentary because I think you lose a little bit of realness with that. You know, it might sound more professional, you know, it, but um, I've had a lot of people comment and say they like the fact that I'm 
I feel like I'm real and I'm actually talking to my screen, you know, instead of, you know, writing this commentary and it's just kind of monotone and I'm reading from a paper, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you 100% um, on that. Yeah. So, uh, but something like that. Yeah. A couple hours. Um, the video that I released, uh, the 2019 tutorial for voice meter banana dual stream that took me a long time because I had to build a PowerPoint, you know, I wanted to make sure that it flowed right. And, you know, and it took me time to build graphics that, that probably took me about, uh, a good week to put that together. Uh, and, and then fantastic tutorial, by the way. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, but, you know, a week there and then actually just recording it, you know, again, a couple of hours because I pretty much knew what I wanted to, wanted to talk about. Nice, yeah. nice. So, so Pun, what what platforms would you suggest uh, utilizing to grow uh, uh, your brand or channel? Um, you know, I, I know briefly before we started streaming, you you mentioned some nerd or die stuff and, and yeah. things like that. So, so what what it doesn't have to be a platform per se, but programs. You know, what 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 would you suggest people you know jump into to utilize? Well, I think um, if you're at, if you if so if you have a goal in mind that you want to create videos, um, I mean, YouTube is the way to go. Um, and YouTube is, despite what people say about YouTube's algorithm, YouTube is built for people who are starting a channel. Um, as of with Twitch, Twitch streaming is more geared toward people that are already established and um, can go there and bring their community to them. Uh, so I, you know, if you, if you are definitely looking at uh, starting content, I would probably pick YouTube or even Mixer before I would go to Twitch. Um, and that's strictly because YouTube is built around being able to search for what you want to look at. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Twitch, yeah, Twitch, you can't do that. It's not, I mean, Twitch, you go, and if you were to try to search for, you know, best Apex player, you're not going to find anything, you know, uh, because it's just not built around searching for content that you want to. Now, Twitch will give you all the content they think you want to watch, but you can't actually really search for what you would like to see. And so, um, for that reason, I think YouTube is a lot better for starters. Um, and you know, YouTube has some, uh, capabilities along with Mixer that, um, they trump Twitch in terms of being able to put out a stream that looks better. You know, uh, I think, you know, Twitch is still probably the most popular in terms of streaming, but I think YouTube is really compelling to look at if you're starting streaming. Um, because you can stream to 4K and YouTube, if you can, if you have the computer that can do it, and you can, uh, and you have the uh, bandwidth to support it, you can stream 4K. You can't do that in Twitch. Uh, so yeah, um, definitely that. Um, in terms of recording and streaming to get your content out there, uh, definitely OBS Studio. Um, I say Streamlabs OBS is probably a better platform for streaming for beginners but there's some things about OBS for there's some things about Streamlabs OBS that uh I don't know I, I they don't give you as much flexibility as OBS Studio and 
OBS Studio does run better than Streamlabs OBS. If you're looking, if you're, you know, a lot of these people starting out, they, they don't have the ability to, you know, run these programs and have a computer that's, you know, not being laggy and that sort of thing. So I think uh, OBS Studio in that terms, it runs better. And uh, so you're able to run it on a, on a computer that's not quite as strong. Uh, so I like OBS Studio. It's free. You can't beat it. Uh, Streamlabs OBS also, if you want to get into that, it's free. Um, it is more integrated. I think it's geared more for people that have a single PC, you know, the way the UI is built. But um, so I like OBS Studio. I like uh, the new, uh, man, you don't hear a lot of people talking about this, but uh, if you can afford it, um, Adobe Premiere Rush CC is beautiful for recording and editing video because it comes with a ton of built-in graphics, uh, you know, like lower thirds, things like that, that are geared toward YouTube. And it just, it's really nice. I like it a lot. It's super easy to use. It, you know, it's not an overwhelming uh, interface like Premiere Pro CC is. Um, you can really, in I would say ten minutes, you can learn the whole thing. Oh wow! Is it how much yeah. does it usually run? Um, it's thirty dollars. Oh, that's not uh, bad at all. A month. Hold on, it's thirty dollars oh, a month. <laughs> oh wait, you said a month, and I was a like, hundred. Yeah, a hundred or something. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how much. If it if it is by itself, it might be like ten dollars a month or something like that. But I think it's a hundred and fifty dollars if you buy it right out. But for somebody that is willing to invest money and has decided, hey, I'm going to give this YouTube a a big run. I'm going to give it my best. It's a worthy investment because it sets you up with pretty much everything you need to make your videos look professional. I mean, it gives you in screens. It gives you transitions. It gives you pretty much all of the basic things that you would need to make your video quality. I haven't used Premiere Pro in probably six or seven months now. All the videos that I've done here recently are all been in Rush CC. And it's just, you know, it does what I need it to do. So I like it. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, I mean, check. I, I did a little video on it. I'm probably going to do another one because I know a little more about it now. And I could, it'll, you know, I think it'll be a lot better video than the one I put together. But um, yeah, I mean, check it out. It really is good. Uh, you don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I mean, it's well worth it. I Excellent. think. Excellent. Excellent. All right, let's jump into topic two. So I know you've been checking out one of the new NVIDIA GPUs recently. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to pick your brain on this specifically. But uh, what do you think about the new line of NVIDIA GPUs and the potential value for gamers and content creators? Because I'm I'm on the fence. I, I'm I, This is kind of personal for me because... I'm on the fence between getting a capture card and even possibly building a streaming a second streaming PC. But mm -hmm. now with the new NVENC encoder involved, I'm really kind of taking a step back and wondering if that's even necessary at this point. Yeah. Um, so as I've learned more about this, I've got um, I've definitely kind of changed my point of view with how I was originally um, thinking about how RTX and the new NVENC was going to work. So anyway, so the new RTX cards, um, I think they're too expensive. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they give you the performance gains, or at least when they first came out, they didn't give you the performance gains that you would expect for what you were paying for. 
and um, I think it was just kind of gimmicky. And I still think RTX is kind of gimmicky the way that they sold it, uh, especially now that they just announced that the 10 series cards will be able to do uh, some form of RTX or some form of ray tracing, I should say. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not, but... Uh, the, I did not, actually. I was going to yeah. ask <laughs> about that. Yeah, so the 10 series uh, cards, uh, they announced this like three days ago. The 10 series cards will do a version of ray tracing. It's not going to be full-blown ray tracing like RTX has, and it won't have the performance optimizations that RTX has. But if you want ray tracing, the 10 series will be able to do it. And also AMD has been doing it, doing it with their cards uh, with uh, Crytek. So Crytek... Uh, has been doing it, and they showed full-blown ray tracing with a Vega RX 56. Hmm. So, yeah, and they That's just, that, that news story came out like a day or two ago. So, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so the whole RTX thing, I don't know how that's going to work out, uh, because, I mean, you know, the performance is there now, though, with the DLSS finally getting implemented and uh, Battlefield 5 implementing it with a game uh people were seeing a really good performance increase but it's just still so expensive yeah but that that, that was think, the biggest thing when when they announced those cards i was just like how much you know yeah. like i was like holy toledo batman so here's a compelling thing about the rtx 2060 which is the first card that i got um that i tested uh so wccf tech sent me a card um and they said here you know you can have it for a few days and try it, right? So I ran the RTX 2060 in my gaming PC along with my 2080 or 1080 Ti. And um, I ran it also standalone. Matter of fact, uh, the clip that where I talked about the card, the live stream that I used in the video was a standalone 2060 that was playing the game and doing streaming at the same time. And um, I was still at 110 frames, and I was recording at 1080p60. So uh, the 2060 is a compelling buy for people that are using 1440p or 1080p uh, resolutions that want to get the RTX functionality and live stream on a single PC. And, and that would be the only real card that I would recommend for people that are looking specifically for that uh, because it's not terribly expensive. It really does a lot and it performs really well. I mean, it was, it surprised me at how well it ran. Um, so then I ran that same card with my 1080 Ti. Now this is kind of before I understood exactly how the new Invent worked. Um, so I ran a 2060 with it, streamed it, it worked great, um, and didn't have any issues with it. But I kind of, I kind of um, nullified the whole new Invink process. So the way new Invink now works uh, with the SDK uh, 9.0, I think is what it is. They came out with it in February, public release. The new Invink or old Invink, they used to record your frame, it would store it in memory on the GPU and then transfer it to system memory. And then 
it would be stored there and then when the encoder needed it to actually encode the video it would pull it from system memory back to the gpu memory and do the encoding and all that stuff and then you know you get a video yeah so the new nvenc gets rid of that whole transfer from system memory and back to the gpu it just keeps it right everything right there on this gpu memory so in theory the performance is about double in terms of um usage on the cpu because cpu is no longer really being used the cpu had to be used to transfer that video back those frames back and forth so it's taking that load off the cpu so you're seeing about twice the performance you know as far as what obs uses on your cpu compared to you know what you saw before um but by me doing the 2060 with my 1080 ti i was kind of bypassing that whole process because the 2060 had to uh transfer the video from the 1080 ti to the 2060 so the cpu was being used again so anyway I didn't know that when I was doing it, um, and I guess I should have done a little bit more research before I dug into it. But anyway, uh, lessons learned. Lesson learned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, C'est la vie. Yeah. So, what's compelling about these new GTX cards is that they're considerably cheaper. Uh, matter of fact, I have the 1660 Ti in my streaming PC right now, and the 1660 just came out. Um, it's it's public now. Uh, Amazon had one for two twenty, I think, is when I when I uh, tweeted it out yesterday. And it has the same Turing processor that the RTX has. It just doesn't have the ray tracing capability, and it doesn't have DLS. But it does have the NVENC that the uh, RTX has. So you still get those NVENC gains. You know, you just don't spend the money on the whole RTX. And the funny thing about the 1660 Ti is it's actually a really good gaming card for 1080. So you can still do quite well running a 1080p game and streaming at the same time. And what I like about this 1660 Ti or the 1660 is you have a card, uh, 1660 Ti, I think is 239. No, that's not right. 279 it's $279 right now for the cheapest version which is a 6 gig card and you can run a 1080p stream for about half the price of what you would have to do to get the equivalent CPU motherboard and RAM um, you know right now I have uh, an old streaming PC it's you know four years old it was a it was built for Battlefield 4 if that tells you anything it's an FX 8350 processor and it cannot do 1080p it can do right now at the most i can do is um, about uh, 900p and that's really kind of stressing it to the max without starting to overload the cpu and i can only do that in fast so for me to get a 1080p 60 stream and to be able to run in medium settings at a high bit rate, you know, that you would need to push a 1080p signal, I would have to buy a new motherboard, new processor, new RAM, and, you know, at a minimum, I would spend probably $600. So you have that, or you can go with the option of buying a GTX 1660 Ti or 1660 now, 
And next month, the 1650, which is even going to be cheaper, it's going to be 170, I think, uh, when it releases. And pull that 1080p 60 stream at about the same equivalent as X264 in medium settings. And you'll save yourself a ton of money. And on top of that, something that they just come out with two days ago is they announced um, the content creator drivers for NVIDIA. Um, you have the game-ready drivers. You have the content-ready drivers. So you can have these content-ready drivers that are geared toward encoding video and workflow through Adobe products. So if you're using Photoshop, you're using Lightroom, Premiere, Rush, After Effects, these NVIDIA drivers are now optimized to make your encode times even quicker than what they were before. I was really excited and, to see that. That was, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have not downloaded those new drivers. I'm going to, but I was really excited to see that, that when you posted that, I was like, no way. Yeah, it's so. really neat. So NVIDIA, in terms of really helping content creators, they're really, they've stepped up a big deal. The new NVIDIA is a game changer because before the SDK came out, you were not able to get that quality that X264 had. Um, you know, you would have to almost double the bit rate to get the equivalent quality. Well, now that's pretty much changed to where uh, in fast speed preset in OBS, NVENC is actually better than X264. At medium, they're about at parity. Maybe X264 is a little bit better in some aspects, and you know, NVENC is better in others. Um, but I would essentially say they're at parity with each other. And that's pretty much the goal that most people, most streamers are shooting for is medium preset 1080p 60 at a bit rate that can support it. Now, you know, Twitch is kind of weird right now because they have the 6,000 bit rate uh, cap and only special people like Ninja or something like that gets that 8,000. Um, so 1080p to 60 is still not really a realistic thing. Um, you can do it and it's fine, but it's just not going to look as good as it would, say, if you stream to YouTube where you have, I think it's a 16,000 bitrate cap. So you can send a 12K uh, bitrate and you'll get a really nice crisp 1080p 60 um, quality stream on YouTube and Mixer for that matter. Wow, I didn't, so, know, the, yeah. I didn't know the bitrate cap was that high on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because they're now supporting 4K. Wow. So you can, I mean, if you have a computer that can do it, it would take an awful lot of computer to do it, which actually the new NVENC does support 4K streaming. It actually supports the Turing chips support 8K streaming, if you can believe that, and recording. That is nuts. Jesus. Yeah. Of, <laughs> all yeah, the that's, a, that's a lot of hard drives. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, time to clear it out, because Lord knows I wouldn't be able to max it, or you would definitely max mine out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah but, so, I mean, there's a great, um, if you really want to learn about it and see what the uh, in, the improvements were for uh, NVENC, uh, look up the uh, NVIDIA.com's blog, the NVIDIA uh, video codec SDK. You can just do a Google search for it and you can bring it up. And it's got all kinds of charts and graphs and performance increase, you know, that it shows compared to, you know, different video um, resolutions, different presets for OBS, and it compares it to X264. So, and it's uh, it's awesome. I mean, NVENC's, 
it's no joke now. It used to be, I mean, it was great for recording, but streaming was still, you know, well, it doesn't really look all that great compared to X264. Um, but they're there now. It really is. It's good. And the good thing about Streamlabs OBS um, for you people that use Streamlabs OBS is that it will, uh, version 12 should be out here pretty soon. I mean, it's uh, they're on build 13 in the preview right now. It will support the new NVENC. So you'll be able to use the new NVENC with Streamlabs OBS, which is awesome. So. Yeah. Well, we use Stream. I, I'm, I utilize Streamlabs OBS to, uh, to record the show and record my content. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely, definitely looking at the 1660 now with a open eye because, uh, yeah. yeah, that NVENC encoder now is incredibly impressive compared to what it used mm -hmm. to be. So. Yeah, and I mean, if you're strictly going for streaming and you're not really worried about gaming on it, I would even venture to just say wait for 1650 um, because it's going to give you the same performance for streaming. And you're still going to pop, you know, it's 170 bucks. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's a great value. Yeah, 1080p60 and then the increased workflow that comes with using uh, video editing. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that it's not just Adobe. I mean, Adobe's worked with them to get there, get it working, but I really hope other companies adopt it and they're able to use it because the NVIDIA uh, SDK is, it's free. I mean, you know, it's open. People, you know, developers can pull it and use it. So I'm really hoping more companies like uh, Vegas, for instance, the people who make Vegas now, it used to be Sony. I can't remember who it is now, but um, I hope they adopt it. Um, pretty much any company that uses uh, hardware rendering, you know, I think should grab hold of it and you should be able to use those content creator drivers. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm super excited to get those downloaded too. Hoping, hoping to see a, a, a performance increase on my end. So, yeah, uh, and I'm gonna do a um, there's I'm gonna do a couple comparisons between the game ready drivers and the content creator drivers and see what the differences is in render times. I'll probably have like a one minute video that'll be this you know it'll be the same raw file that I'll render in in Rush or in Premiere Pro or something like that just to compare and see what the differences are and that sort of thing. So yeah, it'll be interesting. That'll be here in probably a couple of weeks. I've got a, I've got a lot on my plate right now in terms of content. So excellent. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Well, Paul, thank you again for coming on the show. Um of course, you know, we always give our, our guests a little second here at the end to uh to plug all their social media. So Paul, where can everybody find you? All right, well, uh, you can go and find me on YouTube at youtube.com, the frugal streamer. Um, also, I have my uh, Twitter that is at frugal underscore streamer. Um, you'll find most of my YouTube video, all my YouTube videos are posted there, but I also try to keep the community up to date with any streaming news, um, you know, just like this NVIDIA stuff we've been talking about, um, new tech, uh, their NDI protocol, uh, anything that Elgato or El, uh, Avermedia, any of those guys put out, OBS updates, Streamlabs, you know, all that stuff I will post on that channel. I also have at TFS underscore Punisher. If you're interested in more Battlefield-related content, you want to hear my uh, rants, political rants, and whatever else you want to hear personal about <laughs> me, that would be the channel to follow. Um, but, yeah, uh, also... Uh, so that would be uh you know where you can catch me 
Tuesdays, Thursdays, and uh, mostly Fridays and Saturdays is when I stream. So, yeah. And it's usually at night, um, starting around 9 o'clock Eastern. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah. Oh, once again, Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to take a quick... Yeah, Paul. We're going to take a quick break, everyone, and we'll hit you with that outro. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks. And we are back. Thank you again to Paul, a.k.a. The Frugal Streamer. Uh, wonderful conversation. Like I was telling George uh, during the break, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry for being so silent. I hope I wasn't being rude in that since I'm usually talking. But, uh, you know, like, George, you and you and Paul just had this, like, epic conversation. And it felt like I was trying to understand Cold Fusion when uh, – <laughs> When, when, when I know, especially you understand the the, the intricacies of what he's talking about. Yeah. And well, I was just over here trying to soak it all in at, and at the same time trying to grab the stuff going over my head as well. Yeah. Paul, Paul is, like I said before, Paul's the reason our, our show sounds half as good as it does. But uh, yeah, in, in total honesty, he knows so much about content creation. And it's, it's so amazing that, you know, he basically learned it himself from the ground up. And he has a way of explaining it in tutorials and his, in his tutorials on YouTube that make sense to ordinary people. So guys, if you're looking to start a YouTube channel, you already have one, you want to step up your game, go check out Paul's channel out, The Frugal Streamer on YouTube. Fantastic content on audio, video, everything. Go check it out. And then find him on Twitter at frugal underscore streamer. He's actually got two accounts and I think one of them is probably like more his like Twitch based one. Yeah. But if you look up if you look up Frugal Streamer, you're gonna find two of them. Just follow both just in case. And then find him on uh twitch.tv slash TFS underscore Punisher. Um does he does he stream Battlefield? Yes, he streams Battlefield gameplay. Okay. A little bit of Apex here and there too. So yeah, go follow him. He's he's an awesome guy and and he knows his stuff, man, and he's more than willing to help you out. Perfect. Let's hop into the outro now. So Remember, if you'd like to be a part of the podcast, leave us a message via the Anchor app by going to Dad's Beards Nerds on the podcast homepage. My God, Anthony, I need to fucking change that. <laughs> Go to anchor.fm slash Dad's Beards Nerds where you can hit that. Uh, there should be a message button. You can hit that on the, on the app. It only works on the app. I don't believe it works on desktop. So you have to leave it that way. But uh, go ahead and go do that. Make sure it's, you know, don't be a dick. We're obviously not going to air it and we'll laugh at you. But if you'd like to do that, then... Uh, Send us a message. Send us a sweet, saucy message. Maybe something like along the lines of like, hey, I'm going to find you and I'll fucking kill you. And then we'll laugh. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, there's someone at my door. Hold on one second. Then George hears, oh, God, they found me, George. And then George has to worry for his life because I probably most likely given him, given the killer George's address because he tortured me. Um, so I'm so sorry, George. Well, not only that, but I have to figure out how to do this show by myself now. Jeez. Yeah, you got about a solid week or two before they actually find you, so you should yeah. be able to get two shows done before. I should be able to get a couple episodes pre-recorded. <laughs> but it's that's all, episode. So it's all about again, that. It's all about pumping out that content, you know, even after death. Pumping it hard, but like uh, Tupac <laughs> and all those guys. <laughs> like, wait, wait, real fast. Like Stan Lee's Twitter. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. rest in peace, Stanley. <laughs> I know, man. It feels too um, soon. But uh, but yeah, that's the show. So um, I'm Anthony and I'm George. Thank, thank you all for coming tonight. Yeah, thank you all for coming out and listening to the show. Take care. <laughs>